This is the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. Podcast series. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital. Today we got Paul Richard. You just heard him. We got Daniel, aka Richard Ragabar. My name is Steve Khan. We'll keep it company until nine o'clock this morning. All right. As you make your way on the highways and the byways, let's take a look what's happening traffic-wise. I don't have anything to tell you. I don't have anything to tell you. Nothing. A little volume after Trinity, but that's about it. Nothing much. Nothing much. All right. Well, let's use send us hellos now and check some temps. And see, today is Tuesday. Yep. Good morning to you, Ken E. Karen for Prime Minister. Okie dokie. Ray out in West Palm Beach, Florida. Good morning to you, Ray Ray. Trev Trev and Arima. Good morning. DX. Good morning, all. Godzilla in Valencia. Hello. Renu Halasi. Good morning to you. Maria Marva. Good morning. Oliver Man Warren. Wagwan. Miss Ingrid out in Tucson, Arizona. Peter Lockton and Charlotte. Then Judy says good morning. So good morning to you, Peter and Judy. Carol Guevara. Wagwan. D. Pierre. Ms. Maloney Dudu, good morning. And Rena Budu Jennings just snuck in. She said, Good morning, honey bunny. 
good morning to you guys. Yep, it is 23 degrees at Piaco International Airport. It is 26 in Crown Point in Tobago, 19 in Toronto. Yeah, it's a bit warm there. Yeah, no, it's kind of cool, put it that way. Uh, 24 in Port St. Lucie, Frank. Miami is 28. Ooh, it's warm. 26 in Orlando. 23 in New York. 22 in Atlanta. And 23 in Cloudy in London. All right. What's the weather going to be like for today? Let me just check here. They're saying, uh, let's see, for Tuesday, sunshine will be interrupted by periods of cloudiness and showers. There's also a medium and 60% chance of thunderstorm activity, especially during the afternoon. Tonight will be gradually settled apart from isolated showers. Ouch. Okay. All right. Thank you, Met Office, for that. All right, let me bring the guys in. Good morning to you, Paul Richards. What's going on? Good morning, Paul. What's happening? What's happening? And it's 19 degrees in Halifax, Canada. Is that where you are? <laughs> you going to Halifax. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Good morning to you, CCJK. Just snuck in. Halifax, you say? Mm-hmm. Wow. I tell you, you're real moving around. Yep, that's right. Got to move around. Yeah, that, that's a nice place. Very quite quaint little town. Yeah, it is. But it, it is it is wonderful. Are you seeing the leaves and the trees changing color yet? No, it's summer. Yeah, it's, it's beginning to... It will start to change by next month. But it is cooling down. Mm-hmm. It is a, a lovely time to take a nice drive and watch it colors. Quite interesting, this little place of Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, you're real traveling. Yep, but that's good for you, man. Make memories. Well, make work. Okay, we'll still make memories. Well, yeah. Still make, make memories. Make work. Make work, hear you. Make work. I'm tired of planes now. What? Good thing you're not a pilot. Mm. Good thing you, you sound as if you can go back to bed. You sound as if you're in bed and just doing the Zoom. That's what well, you sound actually like. one hour ahead here. It's actually it's, 7.10. Um, I can't remember. You know, but yes, it should be. Yes, yeah, one hour ahead here. Look at you. So you didn't have to get it too, too early. Uh, well, after traveling almost 24 hours yesterday, but delays. Really? Thank you, Canada. Oh, yeah, delays. Yeah, boy. Pride was supposed to leave at 12.20 Monday morning, just after midnight Sunday. Mm-hmm. I didn't leave till 4 a.m. Oh, gosh. I remember that would be the worst. Disconnection now- from Toronto to Halifax. Yeah, you'll miss Spend it. five and a half hours in Pearson. Less to me. Connection. Flight supposed to leave to Pearson at 5.20. Flight doesn't leave until 6 o'clock. 
Like lands at minister eight, get a hotel at minister ten. Wow, no wonder you're here forever playing your forever airports. Yeah, basically. Yeah. You're forever there. I hate, I hate. It. And the thing is, if you go for a midnight flight, because you're there from, if it's like say midnight, you're there from nine. And then it's delayed till four or five. Well, no, when oh. I went, and, and the check-in is 10 o'clock, eh? so I just went back home and said, come, when are you playing with <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. That's what I did. I said, yeah. please, this is my number. Come when craft arrives. Yeah, there's, there's that issue, and then the, the timeouts for the for the crew. So When they change crews, the crew can't bring down the plane and go back up. Yeah. That's... No, but I, I'm talking. I like like to come here. I know uh, during this summer period for the U.S. like JetBlue, supposed to leave to come here, but they had to wait from the plane. This is one instance. The plane was coming from the Bahamas, and when it came here, they had to wait for a crew, not had to find a crew. Yeah, so you have to wait the crew because the crew can't go above yeah. the number of yeah, hours. Yeah, exactly. And I, I know someone who came down, and they 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 were overbooked, and they were offering people up to two thousand US dollars to give up Let's their seats. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll get a flight the next day, may get two grand. I was definitely going to do that. Well, I was definitely going to what twenty four hours, two thousand US. Yeah, man, that sounds like a good plan for me. So, you know, I get two thousand. I could. Check into a little Saturday until the Friday. Okay. And then you go into Australia. And then going back home. Oh my goodness. At least home. a month. Okay. At least a month. Alright, well. Make your memories, my friend. Um, of course the, the the crew here at the Power Breakfast Show uh, expect all Gifuses, as my niece not, would call it. Sure, I have no gifuses to get. As my niece would call it, we want gifuses. So I see um, that the baby is doing well. Oh. I don't know, you know. Sometimes it, it's, as, it's, as they say, the news is lashed different when you're out of the country. It does, you know. You know, you, you are seeing signs in Trinidad <clears throat> and Tobago of severe mental and emotional trauma in people yeah. because i so imagine someone conceives adjusts carries a child for nine months delivers the child and then puts the child in garbage and walks away in a garbage bag because i was telling a friend this earlier this morning um this my friend was saying she didn't know about the mental state of that person i said well i know because that is not a normal action yeah, that person is clearly under some mental duress. You know, when you think about how what it takes to, to put a child in a in a in garbage and walk away when, and they say, well, why why the normal response is why not just take the child and leave it by a police station, because the person is not thinking straight. Yeah, they don't think straight. Because clearly the person is under some sort of emotional psychological duress, and they're not thinking straight, and they think that is the way. Unfortunately. There is so much emotional stress in Trinidad and Tobago. So much. People are under serious, 
emotional duress. And it's manifesting in all sorts of ways. Look at the situation with the seven-year-old strangled. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a criminal act, but you have to dig deep and ask yourself, what drives someone to that? To, to, to look at a seven-year-old and strangle a seven-year-old. That is not somebody who is on a stable, normal head. No. Quite unfortunate. That's a, a a very unfortunate story. Well, I mean, I mean, one part of it is is dealing with the criminal aspect of it. The other part of it is trying to figure figure out what is going on in people's minds and lives that is driving this kind of behavior. It just seems that there's, there's so many pockets of different kinds of mental issues and all over from people who are clearly under some serious stress. Yeah. That's a normal behavior. And this that pandemic has had a monumental effect on people's mental states and not only Trinidad and Tobago, but around the yeah, world, but I'm seeing it. We're much, we are a much smaller country, so mm-hmm. it's so compressed. It's so in your face, you know. So let me ask you, your 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 acquaintances where, and your travels, what do they think of Trinidad and Tobago? Um, the good thing about it is that they, many people start with, um, the positives that they've heard about Trinidad and Tobago. Mm-hmm. Should it start about the normal, or oh, you all have carnival, you know? I hear it's a very beautiful place. I hear you all have beautiful beaches. And this is non people who don't really necessarily have a connection, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you would hear after, but you all have a lot of crime. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's happening with the crime there? When we read about this, what's about we really into crime? Mm-hmm. You know, then you would hear some people talk about um, how great our sportsmen are, depending on what, what, what sporting interest they have. It depends, yeah. So they would say you all do well in sports, which is a good thing, which is a to marketing angle for Trinidad and Tobago. Jamaica has done very well by marketing the likes of Usain Bolt, etc., as part of brand Jamaica. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our sportsmen continue to do as well. I mean, um, I don't know. Do you think we, we have already maximized the global impact of Brian Lara? I mean, I, I know he's a, I think he's a, an ambassador to the country of some type. Not so? Um, I think he was made some sort of ambassador at some point. At one point, I believe so, yes. But do you think we, given when Brian Lara scored those test records, do you think we really maximized the the, the global interest. At one point, Brian Lara was the most prominent sportsman in the world, you know. Yeah. And still is when he travels to India or well, wherever. But yeah, but I'm talking about in his He's, peak. Yeah, always. During his peak. I mean, when he travels to India and Australia. And he like, had groupies. Yeah. But he, well, he has people who like him a lot. Right? Well, yeah, I guess he has groupies too. Yeah. But, I mean, do you think we ever maximized the global impact of Brian Lara? No. To promote Trinidad and Tobago? No. I don't think so. I that's a good question this morning. Yeah. If we if we have maximized our sporting heroes because they've done us so proud. 
Look at the, the, the athletics team. Look at Nicholas Paul and the cycling team. You know? Mm -hmm. We've had some major... Keyshawn Walcott, Atto Bolden, um, Richard Thompson, mm -hmm. Jareem Richards. You know? Yeah. We've had some major sporting accomplishments for a small country. But I don't know if we've really maximized somebody like a Brian Lara, not to take away from the others. But Brian Lara was arguably one of the most prominent, if not the most prominent sportsman in the world. Mm -hmm. And when you think about the populations that followed cricket, he's like a demigod in India, Australia, Pakistan, the big cricketing countries. Oh, yeah. India. Can't um, forget India when it comes yeah. to cricket. So I, I don't know that people maximize that. And, and promoted, um, in spite of the, the crime situation, promoted that those positives about Trinidad Tobago, you know, mm -hmm. and 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 other cultural people too, you know, like who've done well across the world. Good morning, Rango Basing. Hi, morning, Paul. Morning, Steve. Morning, Trinidad and Tobago. I'm going to tell listeners wherever you are. Hey, Daniel. Morning. How are you about, going? You're talking about what specifically, Paul? Sorry. We're talking about, Steve asked me, I'm in Halifax, and Steve asked about what people say about Trinidad. And I say, you know, interesting enough, because it's a parliamentary conference I'm here for. So they ask about the country, and then they say what they, the, the good thing about it is that they start by saying, oh, you all, we hear it's a beautiful country. Um, they talk about the sportsmen and women. They talk about carnival. So they talk about, you know, Trinidad and Tobago is really around the world known for specific things, you know, carnival, um cultural excellence sporting excellence for our country but then they talk about the crime so the conversation sh uh transition to if we've ever maximized the, the global impact of people like brian lara i don't know what your perspective is um whether we have maximized using you know, somebody like a global icon like brian lara to promote Trinity effectively of course not we have not, I don't think we have done that. We have not, um, because Trinidad and Tobago starts off from a point of not treating Trinidad and Tobago as a brand. And In spite of and, several iterations of ministries of tourism? Yes. With billions of dollars spent over years, administration after administration, on tourism? Because I guess the, the Dutch syndrome, we have oil and gas, so tourism yes, is a, is a blind. We've always been energy focused, so so the issue of brand and brand to an extent. So we can't so we can't walk on sugar at the same time. Mm. Yeah, but I know all of those are rhetorical <clears throat> questions. Because, yes, yes, yes. Because um, the, the issue of tourism, which is what brand is associated with, brand is about how the rest of the world sees you, and to a certain degree, how you see yourself. Well, how you position yourself in the rest of the world. Exactly. You have to and, and, promote yourself as a you? Yeah, and and so and so it feeds into uh, one of the main um, trajectories of that, of course, is tourism, and we have never treated tourism seriously as a priority. And aggressively, well, I should I say aggressively, like the rest of the Caribbean does. Who, who so whereas Rihanna is of Barbados, we had to depend on tourism, so they had no choice. Yeah, and of course, so Rihanna would be obviously a brand ambassador and a very um, aggressive one for Barbados. 
and and well, of course, Jamaica will have all manner of things from Bob Marley. Well, Nicki Minaj protests with her cousin Scrotum. Oh yeah. Well, Nicki Minaj also promoted us in one of her songs, in terms of the carnival aspect. Yeah, but I, but I don't think we've ever used as as aggressively as Barbados has used Rihanna. No, because oh, no. because people's egos come into it. So people will. So if your personal opinion of Nicki Minaj is X, you may not see her as a brand ambassador. Yeah, Even but one tweet, may... one tweet from Nicki Minaj is where the new where the new advertising is. Yeah. So you may not see that as being an important part of your influence globally. Yeah. But you have to get past yourself. Um, Cardi B too, because Cardi B has Trinidadian roots. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. she's mixed, but why can't you also use her? And of course, they're both uh, in the same field, basically. But but you've you've had um you've had Billy Ocean years gone by. Did we use him at the point that he was at the height of his no, career? As as you said, you it's know. because of the, the the lack of real focus on tourism in a consistent way. Yeah. But you could see how Jamaica. Look at um. Look at Winston Duke. Winston Duke is a huge international star. Have we reached out as a ministry of tourism to Winston Duke to promote Trinidad Tobago? Have we? No. Well, I don't know. We haven't seen it manifest right? Winston Duke is a huge international star now. Look at that whole issue with Michael B. Jordan and the Juve Rock. Yeah, don't even start me on that. Which is a prime example of brand Trinidad and Tobago. Well, unfortunately... I think the state was in favor of it, but a group of small activists thought otherwise. Stupidly, even, I might add. But even if it got even if it got traction in terms of this word called appropriation and whatever, whatever people say, the Ministry of Tourism or the Ministry of Industry and Trade could have been more an aggressive intervention. And said, well, okay, if not Juve, let's suggest the name because we're really interested in this brand that connects. They also to don't own no, the name Juve own the name Juve? No, we don't. But exactly. saying, and that's what that's what was stupid down, about it. If you're going down the road of appropriation and whatever things that people come up with, um, um, in terms of how they see it, and even if Ju Juve the Ministry of what the hell, even if the Ministry of Trade decided well okay we're not doing um we're not doing the word juve but you could have intervened and said well okay let's get another word that identifies it to Trinidad and Tobago in in, or, in, in the sense of or the Ministry of Trade or the Ministry of Tourism could have been more could have been more proactive in convincing everyone that this is in the interest of the country past what a few activists may, may perceive is a, is, a, is is an inappropriate move. Well, that, but that would have been another approach. But you see, we yeah. don't see... Because I am not sure that we even know what Branch and Land Tobago is, Paul. No, but right now we're separating Branch and Tobago from Trinidad, so we really don't know. We don't... I don't think we know. No, we, we well, we have, we have a we have an idea. We think it's 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 a, a sea and sun and carnival type positioning. Various um, iterations of governments have decided where we go in sport tourism or we go in eco tourism. But you're right; there's never been a 
a coalesced, focused, consistent idea of what this brand is. That Jamaica knows what brand Jamaica is. It's very culturally focused. In recent times, it's very sporting, hero focused. Barbados is about sea, sand, and relaxation. Yep. Clearly, you know. Uh, so we have never really been consistent or focused in what brand it should be. Because I think the world still banned because I think, as I said, when you when I've spoken to people on this trip, they've said, "Oh, you all have carnival." So that's an automatic brand association of Trinidad Tobago. You ask anybody around the world, Calypso and Carnival. They still don't know what Soka is, despite our mistake in, in shifting the branding of Calypso to Soka, which is my personal opinion, by the way. We should never have changed it from Calypso to Soka. Because if you asked 100 people in the world now, what is Soka? Three might know. If you ask 100 people what Calypso is, 90 might know. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. So I think that was a strategic mistake Trinidad Tobago made in because it's like reggae. Dancehall is a sub-genre of reggae. Did Jamaica change the focus on reggae? No. Because the world knows Jamaica for reggae. The world knows Trinidad Tobago for Calypso. And when we shifted, and this this is not demeaning soca in any way as a genre. I'm saying in terms of branding and promotion, I think it was a misstep to start focusing on soca, soca, soca as a category. And not Calypso, because Soka is a subcategory of Calypso. And the world already knows and associates Trinidad Tobago with Calypso. It's like Calypso is a global brand. No, no, I agree with you. I mean, it, um, but it's but Trinidad has so much. It, if we saw it through the eyes of that kind of branding and aggressive branding, and if we saw it through the eyes of internal and external tourism and were aggressively going after it, there would be much that the the country can offer the world. Yeah, and we have a lot talk, to offer. Not visible. And we talked about, I, we touched on it yesterday in, in me talking about um, a friend of mine, well, she's a regular listener to the program, who had gone to Toko, Rampanalgas, Toko, Matalot, etc. In terms of a, a religious outreach, and she was just saying that you know, seeing rural Trinidad and how many people are, the conditions under which some of the people in those areas live, it's really you know, it was really tragic to her. And I'm saying because we never had a plan for those villages and towns. Yeah, for the we have none. Yeah, we have none. Right. We don't know. We don't know what Rampanalgas potential is as a, a destination point in the country. We know Toko in a generic kind of way. We, we know Toko, but have you ever... Well, we've heard about plans at Toko, but materializing is another execution. Exactly, and we talk about a Toko port, but what I'm saying is that each of these villages can have a brand that's part of a sub-brand of Trinidad and Tobago. Why, well, why, it's, it's why? part of the ex, it's part of the experience of Trinidad when you bring someone here. Exactly, it can be that part of the experience be, that you can have all of these towns and villages that have their own particular selling point. I am using that those words selling mm -hmm. point in in terms of how we branded them. Agreed. Because you're not global, you're in a global market, so you always have and to you be have to differentiate yourself as something and special and unique. Yourself. Yeah. So what and is Brunch trying to think about? It, it's and about we have so um, much potential in that. 
culture, culture. You know, a couple of friends of mine, this is over 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, decided that we all, we made a conscious effort because we all decided we, we traveled a lot and we, we found it was ridiculous that we knew New York and London better than we knew Trinidad and Tobago. So for like six months, every two weeks, we jumped in a car and drove to different parts of Trinidad and Tobago and was stunned to find out same thing you're talking about the villages and the idiosyncrasy of the, of the villages and what they have to offer and the food and it was just such a, a, a an enriching experience driving to yeah. Cedros and driving to Maruga and driving to Nerifa Swamp and driving it, it was such every two weeks six weeks six months we drove to decided where we we're going to and was about five of us and we drove to a different place just to, to see what it was like and if, if they had food and and drive around and and, and enjoy and learn about Trinidad and Tobago. It was such a really great experience. But you're right. Yeah. Do we do that on a national level to promote internal tourism? If you bring someone here on a cruise ship, is there a particular tour that can take you to six or seven of these places? No. With somebody explaining the history of the place and what the place is known for, on, on, on a sub-level. But if, no. if maybe it has, but I, I've never heard about that kind of thing. I know they would take people to Maracas and Las Gravas. I know they have some level of food tours, but I think that's organized by like, you know... Like uh, Lopino or, like or Nolly's Tunnel food, you know? or, or take someone on a, on a field trip to 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 Cedrus or Maru and explain the 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 way quality booking of course it's the main the name escapes me now with the with the um the different areas now that they, 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 my brain just went blank it's not maroons the the, the people who came into Maruga and and they had different areas that specific names i don't know why it's not coming to me now anyway but but explaining that sort of history and and the, and and you could go to each of the areas and get something to eat that's unique to the area uh, I, you're right we don't do that effectively in this country because we've had oil and gas and as only when oil and gas ain't worth nothing or we ain't pumping enough for the ground that we still talk a lot about tourism and the different iterations of tdc and tourism company and and it's such ridiculous and then government change and the holes first change because there's no continuity yeah. and we can't agree on what we want to do and then because we spend millions and millions and millions to attend to conferences around the world that we have very little for it nice trips to, nice trips to big shots for big shots it's basically what it is you know I'm, sh I'm sure there's a plan sitting on some shelf somewhere, you know. I'm sure there are yeah. 10 plans. Yeah, because you know we love a plan. We documents and plans and studies, documents and documents sit on, on shelves in the Ministry of Tourism, whatever building they decide to rent this month. And, and that's so, the sad thing about the potential of Trinidad and Tobago. Anyway. So how do we move from the point of where we are to being aggressively there is it purely a political thing or is it 
I think it's primarily a political thing because unfortunately, depending on who's in power and what cycle you're in and what they think their priorities are, it's either top of the line and then it doesn't, t- it, 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 because of the political, I don't want to say volatility, you know, um, flux. If a, a government doesn't seem to have the time to develop anything, the present government is in power just under seven years. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, about that. Right. So, and even within the same administration, if the minister tourism changes, the whole thing changes sometimes within the same administration. So, there's no continuity, there's no sustained focus. So, next three years, it could be something. Three years after, it could be something else. So, we'll see how it goes. But, but, I mean, and then you hear about the crime. But generally, when people walk up to you and ask you about, okay, you're from Trinidad and Tobago, you all have Carnival, you all have Calypso. We haven't focused a lot on, on what the world generally knows as position as. And of course, the crime situation doesn't help in any way, form or fashion, because then you, 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 there's so much negativity, negative news coming out of the country about the levels of crime now that is not counteracted with a message of, of brand and positivity and positive attributes because you could i mean there's all an information war you know if there's a void the negativity will go out but if you have a continued sustained brand ambassador or brand ambassadors that focus on what you want to promote you can drown all the negative news you know because guess what new york and boston and chicago, chicago and london are crime too you know what is this of the message coming out of those areas that's why like, that's like countries host Olympics to re to to reassign their brand positioning. That's why they host big events to re, to globally reassign. I remember when we went to, to World Cup in Germany, and peop, a lot of the officials telling us this is going to do so good for Germany because the 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 intention of Germany bidding for World Cup at the time was to reposition the image of Germany from this harsh oppressive place into a place of cultural excellence and sporting excellence and fun and tourism and they did it successfully because they had a plan and they executed the plan no matter who stay in power but then they are the same um prime minister for or the prime minister um angela merkel was what president or prime minister prime minister president president for many years so there was continuity and even that she went, do she step down a couple, is it two years ago or last year? The uh, overall plan continued. Year. You understand? The overall long-term plan continued. So there was no sudden shift in direction for the country. In terms of those, is that Chancellor? Sorry? Is it chancellor. She was Chancellor. Yeah, yeah she was Chancellor. Uh-huh. So that's our problem too. But as you say, even within this administration now, I mean... Same administration, I mean, I guess they'll say um, economic woes and COVID, but I mean, what's the plan? I don't know. What is this happening? Well, the, a baby was found in San Fernando. Unfortunately. Yeah, that's that's one of the main stories across the newspapers today. And scrap iron industry continues to dominate the news I see. Yeah, but we spoke to Mr. Ferguson yesterday. But yeah, that scrapper and 
and the unions now joining up with them, at least getting some level of union support. So what is their suggestion for resolving this, if, if not the suspension for six months or the ban for six months? Well, remember, Mr. Ferguson has always said that he has suggested to the government, even prior to all of this. Remember, when we speak to him, he always, he's not short of saying what they should do. So along that same line, what I hear is him saying they need to talk. I I don't I I can't I can't wrap my brain around a, a cohesive plan to stop the copper and iron theft. Well, they he said that certain. the Ministry of National Security needs to do its job, or the police needs to do its job. But I, in the absence of that, I I don't know how what he's been saying or advocating that will stop no he's been making suggestions in terms of how the licensing regimen should work how they why the scanner not working in the in the port because if you were to scan it you would pick up the copper you'd pick up if people are, are, are exporting and hold people are accountable he said raid yards well well he's well that can be his concern from his point, point of view, he's just making he's just it making has to a be refined, but yeah, in other words, fix national security. Yeah. So, but you also that's a long-term, different discussion, and I don't know that that national security can be fixed in the context of crime in Trinidad and Tobago overnight. What is the short-term plan to stop copper theft? Because it certainly can't be a short fixing national security, given the issues we have in now security as i said the commissioner of police last week said many if not most of the illegal guns or the guns are coming in through legal ports so even if you look at that in terms of in the context of copper theft and exporting stolen copper as a whole different conversation the 818 persons arrested for copper theft it seemed like a, a drop in the bucket well have we heard about any major theft in the last two weeks since the intensity of this focus has take, been taking place? No, but have there been any intel as to where they're taking it? Well, there was an article in The Guardian on Sunday. Yeah, I tried to get on to Mr. Figueroa, but I didn't get him at all. Darius Figueroa talked about that a lot of this, this scrap iron dealership, well, I can't say a lot, but part of it is involved in criminality and um, emanating out of South America and the Chinese mafia. You know, this is what he's saying. I don't know if that's verifiable or not. Darius Figueroa has a tendency to link everything to the Chinese mafia. Yeah, so I don't know if this is verifiable or not. But that's what the article suggested. And I raised it with Mr. Ferguson yesterday, what that article was saying, in terms of the organized criminality. And he said he didn't know anything about that and he didn't read the article. So I told him, well, maybe you should read it because maybe you're not, when next we speak to well, you. Well, he didn't seem to know about the person who was, was recently registered who was arrest, arrested for stealing TSTT cable to her. So, so I don't even so, think um, that Mr. Ferguson knows about the, uh, uh, um, what's really happening with the illegality of the, of the sector. Mm -hmm. I'm not well, against him advocating for his sector to be shut down because that's the bread and butter. But I think they, I think he may be underestimating how pervasive the illegality goes. 
Now, I don't think that his association has systems in place to properly vet membership at all. And, they, and you're not obliged to be a member anyway. No. Exactly. Exactly. And even if you're a member, if, even if you're a member they have no remittance stopping you from criminal activity. As we've seen recently in the news. So, I mean, if you can manage your membership and ensure that, by and large, they're not involved in legal activity, where's the point? It means your membership can be rife with Couple thieves. And where does that leave you? And that's the problem. Yeah. So why why do I agree with him that national security needs to step up as a, as an association? They, that it doesn't absolve them from making sure that the membership is is not engaged in as far as possible illegal activity either. Why would you? Oh, but but in all seriousness, why the scanner deport isn't being utilized? If you know that, we have all of these long-standing issue between the, the the port operations and I think the PSA in terms of of, of uh, protection against radiation, a whole slew of of issues arose years ago in terms of the the, the scanners the port not being effectively used, which have not been resolved yet. And this is going on what so years? Ports, so other ports around the world don't use scanners? Of, co of course they do. The port in Decker uses scanners very effectively, but the port in Port of Spain and other ports, primarily under state management, have issues for that. Long standing, long, you don't know what to say after a while. Do you have newspapers? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. let's get it. Let's get into that. Let's say good morning. Good night to Charmaine from Arima. Good morning. CJ from New York. Good morning to you. And Morgan's. Good morning. Top of the morning. It's a special good morning to Mr. Emmanuel Pierre. All right. So let's get in the headlines, gentlemen. So the Daily Express for today, and just in case you didn't know, today is Tuesday, August the 23rd, 2022. Baby girl abandoned. That's the headline the Express went with. After finding newborn in garbage bag at hospital, shaken job seeker says it was moving sounds or coming out of the bag like that of a child. Pressure down point 14, that's another sub headline on the back page of the Express. Ready to bounce back, TKR coach Meyer expects results from balanced side and Puran is keeping the faith. So that's the front and back page of the Daily Express. The Newsday, front page. Startling discovery at San Fernando Hospital. Baby girl found in box. Woman killed in Cuba crash. Children injured. That's a sub-headline. And the main picture is of uh, female police officers marching. I don't know if it's preparation for the Independence Parade or something like that. Maybe it is. And on the back page of the Newsday, Legends book place in table tennis final. And the main headline is Championship or Bust. Puran Russell boost TKR's chances, says Coach Naya. Is not, which coach is it, Steve Naya? Because one has Maya and one has Naya. I'm not sure, you know. Is. 
The only cricket man is supposed to know. Uh, Wendell would know. All right. Trinidad and Tobago Guardian for today. On the front page, baby girl abandoned. As I said, that's on the front page of all the daily newspapers. Child left in garbage bag at San Fernando General Hospital. Mom leaves note saying she can't care for her. Man going for interview at hospital makes rescue. Miss World winner to get $0.5 million in incentives and bandits in police uniforms rob businessmen. Hmm. Right. I saw that news item last night. Um, if I may just digress slightly. And the man is saying the girl called. Yes, I saw that. And the daughter called him. He was at his business base and said that there are police officers outside. And, and but there was uh, there was something that she said that he said that's not something like police. He said so. Don't let them in. He said that's probably bandits. And they went and they locked themselves in the house. He said at that point he a point he called police. He called nine nine nine. He called Freeport police, and he called somewhere else again. Yeah. Shogonis police, police told him to call Freeport police. You know, and this, this is, is a very serious development. Eh? When people are wondering now if people in uniforms are actually police. That was a very, very serious development for the TT police service. But, but, but what was more concerning about that news item last night, Paul, was that the man is saying that he is calling the police while the people are outside the house. Mm -hmm. Before the they jump the wall. Get in the house. The people get in the house, dress in the police uniform, break into the house, rob people. This, this is a them. very, very serious development for the and, and the police that he was trying to report it to, telling them, you know, look, that there were people outside, they dressed as police officers, and he doesn't think they're police officers. He talked to Freeport, he talked to Shagornas, he talked to 999, and police didn't reach in time to catch those guys? Come on! Seriously? And this, of course, is on the assumption that he is saying... What he is saying is true. But seriously? Because there's an opportunity to break that ring because it, it could be a ring. And so I called Chagonas to report, look, there's a situation outside my house. And Chagonas, instead of activating some sort of emergency, saying, nah, call Freeport. But the wider issue here also, in addition to the seriousness of that, is that that there, there, there is now a trend of people in police uniform pretending to be police, robbing people. Mm -hmm. But we don't know if it's even one group, Paul. But, which is even group. worse. Which we is even, even worse. So how do you know if somebody knock on your door in gray and blue now? If you sh you're supposed to comply with your instructions of officers, but now you don't be sure? You can't yeah. be sure? Well, acting commissioner of police said that you have to look for their badge. And you have to you to look for badge, and it could be bandits. Exactly. Exactly. And it was a perfect opportunity to at least make some inroad against one possible gang that had the uniforms. And Chagona's telling you, call Freeport? Seriously? And no, it, it got me, I was watching that last, and I got so angry. I was so, I was like, no. Now, I don't know. The police may have a position. The police may say, well, we didn't attend to it. They will have some narrative. But if, if what that businessman was saying is true, it is highly irritating. I don't know if I was the person. I, I was the only person irritated. But I was irritated. 
back page. Walsh Maybe our banking. question this morning can be, do you feel safe opening your doors for police officers now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Walsh Banking or WCPL Factor. That's on the back page of the TNT Guardian. And that's it for our three dailies this morning. All right. All right. Well, let me give you the results of our poll from yesterday. Yesterday, we asked you, do you think as a society that we have failed Mackenzie Hope, the seven-year-old girl who was killed by her mother after neighbors claimed to have sought help from the Children's Protection Unit? That was our poll yesterday. Results in two. Join Pan Trent Bago for Steel Pan Mata, Pan and Powder Parade. That's why yellow powder, everybody getting in powder, everybody getting in. United in Procession, Connecting Generations. Wednesday, August 24th, 5 p.m. Begins at City Hall, Port of Spain, on Pembroke Street, toward the Queen's Park Savannah. Come celebrate with us, chip and dance to the sounds of Sweet Pan. Featuring Desperados, Massey, Trinidad All-Stars, BP Renegades, Nutrient Silver Stars, NGC, Kuba Joy Landis, Hatco, Face to Pan Group, and FC Supernovas. You don't want to miss out on this spectacular Steel Pan event. Prosperity in Pan. Steel Pan Month is sponsored by the Ministry of Tourism, Culture, and the Arts. Hashtag Visit Trinidad. Tourism Trinidad Limited. The National Carnival Commission. Hatco Group. The National Luxuries Control Board. Mitco Limited. And the Inter-American Development Bank. For further info, contact events at pantrimbago.co.tt. 235 or visit Pan Trimbago social media pages. This is 16. Welcome, welcome, one and all to the land of death. Trini to the bone. Bago to the bone. On August 31st, we celebrate 60 years of paradise, 60 years of innovation, 60 years of champion, 60 years of freedom. This is 16. Come on down to the Queen's Park Savannah on Independence Night for the fireworks display and the A-Team Band alongside all of your favorite artists. Action kicks off at 5 p.m. Fireworks at 8 p.m. Admission is absolutely free. Follow us at Forging Forward TT on Facebook and Instagram for more details. All right. Again, let me just uh, give you the results of our poll this morning. Well, yesterday. Do you think, as a society, we have failed Mackenzie Hope, the seven-year-old girl who was killed by her mother after neighbors claimed to have sought help from the Children's Protection Unit? Do you think we have failed? 84% said yes. 84% said yes. All right, let's get into this morning's poll. Well, this morning's poll could feed into that issue of um, of <clears throat> fake um, apparently, news. fake police officers um, mm-hmm. who are now robbing people. There was a roadblock. There was mm-hmm. um, that that um, that story last night with a businessman being robbed at home mm-hmm. um, with regard to fake police. Yeah. So, our poll this morning: Are you concerned about the? But how are we phrasing it, Steve? Are you concerned about the rise? Are you concerned? Are you? Uh, that's a funny one to phrase in. Um, are you phrasing it? How are we phrasing it? Will you man? trust if police officers appear in front of your house in uniform? Um, 
um, well, no, no, no. Will you trust that if police policemen appear in uniform in front of your house, that they're actually police officers? Okay, something like that, folks. I, I hope you get the gist of it. Well, I mean the gist of it. I just said it. Yeah. I didn't give an approximation. No. Will you trust police officers in front of your house um, claiming to be police officers? Will you trust that now? Do you still have confidence that police officers in front of your house will actually be police officers if mm -hmm. they come to make some sort of inquiry? All right, 222-TALK. 612 talk and toll free North Americans 866-525-1099 not forgetting our mobile app um, which you should have by now or our website at paul12fm.com alright um, let's see oh my goodness um, uh, Central Animal Lover says uh, my answer to the poll is no. Trevena Rima, no. Ken E, hell no. All right. We got some calls here. Good morning, caller. Good morning to the Paul family. Yes, I will trust them. They show up with a police car and proper ID. Oh, Kira. Mark police car. Right. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Marked police car. Darren, only in a marked vehicle. There we go, but no to the poll. Beefy Smith, no. Even in uniform, I always have reservations. Um, they have created so much distrust. All right, Beefy Smith. Grandy, good morning. Good morning, Sandy Grandy. For me personally, yes. All right, thank you. Thank you, Grandy. Uh, 222 Talk, 612 Talk, toll free North Americans, 866. Five two five ten ninety nine. Um, sexy San Fernando says definitely. All right, thank you, sexy San Fernando. Ishout and Malik says no. Um, Mogens already don't trust them, so hell no to the poll, gentlemen. Oh boy. Uh, good morning, caller. Good morning. Morning. Grandi, um, no. What we would like to know, however, is um, who is really responsible for the manufacture and sales of police uniform? And is it that anybody could just walk up and buy those uniforms? We need to know that from the commissioner. I don't think you can, but I don't, I don't think you can. People can approximate those uniforms, or yeah. you could have police officers who rented out the uniform. That has happened. Yeah. All right. Change a yes to a no. Uh, Richard, sexy San Fernando said definitely no. Um, yeah, but Rich, let me ask you this question. When someone retires or a police officer retires and so on, what happens to their uniform? I have no idea. I'm not part of the TTPS. All right. But that's a question that's a question to ask a guest like McDonald's Jacob or one of mm -hmm. them. I have no clue. You, I assume you have to give back in your uniform. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't mm -hmm. know. I have no clue. Because it's your work uniform. And it's a specific type of job that you've been doing. So I assume you have to hand back in stuff. But I have no, I have no definitive um, 
I've never asked because I mean I have friends who are police officers, but I haven't. Right. I've never asked that question. Yeah, I'll, I'll make a call later on and ask that question. All right, so two 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 talk, six one two talk to free North Americans eight six six five two five ten ninety nine. Lorna says no to the poll. Carol Guevara, yes. Uh, Ms. Maloney, do do no. Rampage, yes, I do. All right. Um, good morning, caller. Good morning. Good morning. This is Sandy Grandy. Just for some information, once you retire, you must hand in your equipment, including your uniform. All right. There you go. Thank you so much, Sandy Grandy. Sure. Yep. Yeah, we weren't too sure about that. Uh, CJ from New York says, No way, Jose. Lunchbox says, No. Moneymaker says no. All right. Okay. Uh, we got to run to our major news. So let's get into that. Let me grab this call first. It's been on for a while. Good morning. Morning. Morning, Steve. Morning. Yes or no? If, um, I vote no, but I want to ask you a question. When somebody says certainly to a question like this, is it certainly yes or certainly no? Well, that's a different <laughs> one. <laughs> Thank what you, thank you. Um, you um, what is that? No. Sorry, 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 yeah. All right, let's get into our major news. Thank you for choosing Power 102 Digital. Listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.